right. <clears throat> okay. So welcome back, everybody. Um, what we're going to do today is uh, I'm going to give you a bit of an overview of, of what we've been doing so far. And we're going to do the rest of the Sikha, not all of it inside, uh, because I'd love to be able to do something a little bit um, to show you how a lot of this is actually in the halacha of the Rambam itself. So coming back to what we've done before, this Sikha is specifically about Parikid Beis, the last chapter of the Rambam in his Mishnah Torah. And there the Rambam says, that when Mashiach comes, the world is going to be exactly it's going to be the way it uh, it's going to run the way it normally runs. So the beginning of the Sikha, the Rebbe goes through a number of For some reason we can't hear you all of a sudden. No, can't hear you. Unless somebody on here hears her, and maybe it's just me. Is there anyone who can hear? I don't hear you. I can't hear either. Okay. Not suddenly, just me. She suddenly yeah. disappeared. Yeah. We still don't hear you. Okay, what about now? Yes, now we hear you, perfect, great. Okay, so when did you lose me? I don't know. Okay, let me start <laughs> Right after the intro. <laughs> All right, so the Rambam says, and then the Rambam brings a number of contradictions that this thing, the idea that seems to contradict the Medrash that says that barren trees are going to give fruit. It seems to contradict the Gemara that says the saying that barren fruit will give truth that does say in Eretz Yisrael. And the Rebbe gives a number of, number of proposed answers to reconcile this. So the proposed answers that maybe the Rambam means um, it's only in Eretz Yisrael, that, 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 um, that, only, that in Eretz Yisrael things will change, but not in the rest of the world, and the Rebbe negates that. The Rebbe brings another proposed answer, maybe the Rambam is referring to the way it was before Chet Eitz and the Rebbe negates that. Um, and ultimately we come back to the point that it, we can't understand this. How does the Rambam say when these other places that are talking about very practical things that seem to actually change the world and it seems that the Rambam is negating that. Not only that, but in this Vav here, um, Rebbe supports that. We're not going to do it inside. I'll just give it to you orally. The Rebbe brings and shows how this Gemara and Taras Kahanim, that the idea that perhaps this is just um, in Eretz Yisrael versus the rest of the world, he brings another wording that the words placing Paris, they make Paris or they just carry Paris might be the difference between the way it normally is and something unusual. But again, the Rebbe negates that and says it's very obvious from the Rambam that when he says the world is going to run as it normally runs, it's referring to the whole world. There's no difference between the world and Eretz Yisrael. Um, in place or Seiv Zion, the Rebbe also goes on to say 
that it also seems that the Rambam contradicts himself in other places because there is um, the concept in Hilchus Tshuva about um, the fact that uh, what that when Rambam talks about the fact that in the future, all the Nabim, when they talked about what's going to happen in the future, they were, and all the miracles, they were talking about, um, according to the Gemara, they were talking about Yubaisa Mashiach. But Alam Haba is something that nobody can see, and therefore the miracles that they're talking about are Yubaisa Mashiach and not Alam Haba as such. But the Rambam says that, um, no, it, it's, all the miracles are for Yemais Mashiach. And Olam, um, so he, he agreed that it's all about Yemais Mashiach and not about Olam Haba because no one's seen Olam Haba. So if that's the case, um, we see that the, if, if all the miracles that the Nabim say, the Rambam agrees that says Yemais Mashiach because Olam Haba can't, we don't know what Olam Haba is about. So then that means that the Rambam is actually contradicting himself because in Navi, we have all these miracles written. So if it's not about... Um, but the Rambam says it, that miracles will happen times to Yemais Mashiach because those miracles can be for Olam Haba because we don't know what Olam Haba looks like. And not only that, in Hilchah Shabbos, the Rambam also seems to contradict himself because in Hilchah Shabbos, the Rambam agrees that you can't go out on Shabbos, you can't go out on Shabbos wearing um, clay zayin, we're wearing weapons because it's a ganai, because in the future there will be no war. And, the, and therefore, it seems again that the Rambam is contradicting himself. So on one hand, if you say there's, uh, the world's going to run, it's normal, then how can the Rambam say that all the miracles that the Nabim say are about Yemais Mashiach if he's saying that there won't be any difference? So what we basically are seeing is that the Rambam is saying that we've got here contradiction between the Rambam and the Gemara and Medrash, and also contradiction, it seems, between the Rambam and himself in other places where he does seem to say that there will be change in the world order. So we're going to go to, we're going to start with Tess today. And we'll come up to the final question about the Rambam contradicting himself, which is something that we all know. And let's just get straight into it right here. So we're going to start with Steve Tess. And in here, Rebbe is going to bring a final question on the Rambam himself and, and what seems to be a contradiction between what we know. Abir Bazet, an explanation for this. How can the Rambam say that in the times of Mashiach, the world will not change? Nothing will be changed from the way the world normally runs. There won't be anything new from my Sabracious. So we can't, one of the proposed answers was that maybe the Rambam is saying, we're, it's not a change in the world because it's going to go back to how it was before Chet Eitzadaz. And we've saw that that can't be. So the final question here is, how can the Rambam say there won't be anything different? We know that the Rambam gave us the 13 principles of faith. And one of those 13 principles is the fact that we're going to have that the dead will come alive again. Certainly, that is nullification of the way the world runs. It's one of the greatest miracles. So the Rambam himself tells us that's one of the 13 principles. And yet we're saying, the Rambam is saying there's never, not going to be any miracles. How can we reconcile those two? So, Vishama, it would be fine. 
you would say, well, if we thought Tiasamesim was Olam Haba, in other words, a future time, but and we say, and if we thought that the ultimate complete um, reward is Neshamas in a gulf, and Olam Haba therefore is that future Shlemus, then Tiasamesim Hiefo in Nacher, would be something completely different. And not part of Yemais Mashiach if Takat Chesamesim was the very ultimate reward that we had at the very end. But we know of all of the a Rambam. According to the Rambam, Alam Haba is actually a time. This is something that the Rambam is very um, clear about that the words Alam Haba and Yemais Mashiach and all of often are confused and Ganeiden. And the Rambam says that Alam Haba is specifically a time when we're talking about souls without their bodies. And when we talk about the Tchias Amesim, that's not the ultimate reward. That's not what we're talking about. That Tchias Amesim is going to be during that period of time of Yemais Haba, Before the Neshama ends up in Olam Haba. In other words, we're going to have a period of times of Mashiach, and the souls in bodies, yeah. and the other that are purely neshamas, that's going to be something that's late month later. Nimsa. So what comes out of all of this? It comes out that it's the Shita Sarambam, that according to the Rambam, there is definitely going to be something new. It's amazing. Be my Mashiach during this time. This becomes the greatest of all questions. Rabbim himself, one of the 13 principles, we're going to have this tremendous miracle. The Rambam says clearly, this is Yemais Mashiach. So how can he say that there won't be any change? And therefore, we come to the conclusion, and this is a tremendously, this is the part that the Rebbe, the Chiddush that we have. Therefore, we must say, Rambam, the base of the Rambam, we can see Rambam says something very clearly. It seems it seems to contradict the Medrash. It seems to contradict Gemara. It seems to contradict the Rambam himself in Hilchos Shuva, in Hilchos Shabbos, and in the idea of Tzitzim So we must therefore say, according to the Rambam, these are two separate things. They are talking. They are two separate things, and they are in two different two different time periods. We have the Indian of Mashiach himself and the time of Yemais Mashiach that's connected to Mashiach actually coming. Then we have an additional time. We have an additional time that will come after the beginning of Yemais Mashiach. We will have more. Um, Behaviors, was who things that Hashem will do at that time. including things that will be the difference in the way the world runs. and that will be in a later time. in the times of Mashiach. So, in other words, what we're saying is that it seems to be a contradiction, but really, the Ram is talking about Yemais Mashiach 
and that there are two separate time periods within Yemaisa Mashiach. So, two, and this is the new thing. So now everything will be reconciled. Everything is clear now. Now we can understand. At the beginning of Perikid Beis, the final chapter of Mishnah Torah, when the Rambam says it shouldn't enter your mind at all that when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a change in the way the world runs. We see at the beginning of Perikid Beis, the Rambam doesn't bring any proof for this fact that the world will not change. Where we don't find in Parakid Aleph when he says that Mashiach himself won't have to do any miracles, the Rambam does bring us proof. This is what he said in the first in Parakid Aleph, in the 11th chapter. Raman said very clearly in Parakid Aleph, don't think that Mashiach has to do any miracles or has to bring up anything new in the world or has to be Mashiach. And the Raman said, it's not like that. And he brought us proof from Rabbi Akiva. We know the example of Bar Kaichva. Rabbi Akiva felt he was the greatest of the Chachmei Mishnah. The great Chacham, and he was one of the people who carried the weapons for Bar Kaziva, carried his vessels when he went to war, and said that he's Mashiach. And Rabbi Akiva, and also all the other Tanaim, thought that he was Mashiach. Until he was killed by his sins. Once he was killed, only then did they realize he wasn't Mashiach. And we find that. They didn't ask him for any miracles. So we find that in Perikid Aleph, the Rambam brought us evidence for this opinion that he had that Mashiach doesn't have to do miracles. But in Perikid Beis, when he says he might see Mashiach, there won't be miracles, the Rambam doesn't bring any evidence for that. Even though these two Prakim are two separate things, it seems, right? Perikid Aleph, this Melcha Mashiach, specifically about Mashiach himself. What is he going to bring? What's going to be new? How is he going to come? Perikid Beis, the 12th chapter, is telling us about the world. What's the world going to be like? Clever. We're talking about the times Mashiach, yes, but we're talking about that time as it is connected to the coming of Mashiach. Therefore, So, Perikid Beis is actually the direct continuation from Perikid Aleph. In Perikid Aleph, where it says this is Mashiach, therefore Perikid Beis is based on the fact that Mashiach himself does not have to do miracles, and the Rambam brought us proof for that. Therefore, Perikid Beis continues. Mashiach doesn't have to do miracles. That means at the times of Mashiach, there does not have to be miracles. The whole point is that Mashiach is going to come and give us back 
the base of Mikdash, bring us back to Eretz Yisrael so that we can fulfill all Torah mitzvahs. Now, Torah mitzvahs were specifically given to us to be done in the world as we know it. Therefore, if the role of Mashiach specifically is not to do miracles, but to bring us to the point where we can actually fulfill Torah mitzvahs, that means that the times of Mashiach has to be this world as we know it, this gosh mystical world without any miracles, because Torah has to be done in the physical world without miracles. Because if the description, if the framework of the times of Mashiach was to be nullifying of what the world is supposed to be like, the chidush, something new in my and that would mean that that is the main point, that is the concept of Mashiach. Means his coming would have to be connected with this nullifying the natural order of things and something new. So if the Yemaisa Mashiach had miracles, then we'd have to say Mashiach himself would have to be someone who would do the miracles. And then you would have to say that Mashiach himself would have to be tested by the, his ability to perform miracles if that's really what Yemaisa Mashiach was about. And since Rambam already proved to us from Rabbi Akiva and all the Chachmei Adar about Bar Kaifa. The Mashiach does not have to do miracles. Therefore, from that we understand, and it's proven from that, that the coming of Mashiach does not bring with it this bitl, this nullification of the way the world runs. And now the Rambam says, the Rebbe tells us, now we understand. Why does the Rambam elaborate so much about what the world's going to be like when Mashiach comes? It's specifically trying to tell us what the world's going to be like. It's connected to Mashiach himself and his coming, as we learned in Perikid Aleph. In other words, what are we trying to say? At the beginning, we learned in Perikid Aleph what who is Mashiach? What is this whole concept of Mashiach? And the Rambam told us that very clearly. First of all, this Melch Mashiach is going to be a person who's going to get up from he's going to return that kingdom was, the way it was originally, all of B'nai Yisrael under one king. He's going to build a place make this number two. And he's going to gather us all to, from all corners of the world. And therefore, because of those things, all the mitzvahs will come back. So he will bring us back to the point where we're, we will be able to fulfill all the mitzvahs as the Torah tells us to do. Then after that, the base, the Rambam now describes what that time will be 
relation and relative to and fitting in with what we've just said about Mashiach himself. The Yeshua Messiah, like he actually says, that Bnei Yisrael will be free to sit and learn Tyra and Yitzchachma. There won't be hunger, there won't be war. We will only sit, we'll only know Hashem. That will be everyone's business. And therefore, we're all going to be very wise because we're going to sit all day and just learn. The Ikar and the main thing, and the key point of this is that Tyra and Mitzvahs are in a world that runs as it is, because that was the point that Hashem wanted when He created a world, here in this physical world. And therefore, if Mishnah Tyra, which is a book of halacha, and is finishing off here, we have all the halachas that we have to keep. When are we going to ultimately be able to keep all of the mitzvahs, including the mitzvah of Ari Mikla that we've never been able to do? That's going to be when Mashiach comes. This physical world, the way we know it. That is the point of Tyra Mitzvahs. So now, in Sifjid Days, the Rebbe now reconciles all the differences that we've seen before. So based on everything we've just said, now we can understand why it is that the Rambam says the world is not going to change. Yet, in the Medrash and in the Gemara, they're quoting these psukim that they're trying to say that there will be miracles. We have to differentiate, therefore, how the Rambam sees the actual psukim that seems to talk about miracles, because the Rambam himself not necessarily is negating it, as we saw with Hilchus Chuba, Hilchus Shabbos, and Chiyas Amesim. So we find is that all of the prophecies and all of the testimony, all of the things that are going to happen with Mashiach himself, things that Mashiach will do, and specifically things that will happen specifically because, as it were, as a result of his coming. So any we have that's specifically about Mashiach himself or about what he does or what will happen because of him, that, the Rambam says, cannot be a miracle. That has, cannot nullify the way the world runs. Therefore, he explains the passage that says, that a wolf will lie with the lamb, uh, that says a shoot will sprout from the stem of Yishai. He says, well, this has to be analogy, metaphor. Why? Because it is connected to the fact that a shoot will come forth. In other words, talking about Mashiach himself. When Mashiach himself comes, the Zargarzevukevis. So because this idea of a wolf lying with a lamb is directly connected to the passage that says a shoot will come forth from Yishai. That means that it's talking about Mashiach himself and therefore that must be that must be metaphor. And like we saw earlier and the Rambam explains this idea a wolf will lie with the lamb as a mushroom. The keves is Bnei Yisrael, the wolf is the Goyim, and we're going to live peacefully with them. And even though he goes on and then says, Notice it says though, that so too it's with all the things, anything written, 
But look what it says. The Inyan HaMashiach, the Ramam says, those are Mishalim. There ain't no Mepharish Mahim Mishalim. The Ramam doesn't go on to say what those things refer to, what the Nimshal is. Adrabet, and even more, not only does he not tell us the Nimshal of uh, all the other things, but he says, Messiah, Rimaita, Malach HaMashiach, when Mashiach comes, then everything else will understand which of the things were Mashalim and which things were literal. The Ramam is trying to tell us. The Pasuk that comes directly after the idea of a shoot will come forth. That's telling us about who the whole Indian, the whole concept of Mashiach, who he is. Telling us specifically that there won't be anything confusing us or getting in our way, distracting us, and we'll be able to learn Torah. But all the other psukim that we have in the Torah, they are not directly related to Mashiach coming. Rather, they're just talking about things that are going to happen when the future, including Hashem says that he was going to remove the destructive nature of animals so they won't hurt anymore. The other passage that we said that would seem to be a contradiction to the Rambam, that their barren fruits, barren trees will give forth fruit. Therefore, the Rambam says those, those things, they don't have to be a mushal, they can be the pshat. Those things will happen in a later stage. A later stage within Yemaisa Mashiach. So there are two stages. There's a first stage where the world is normal, and then a second stage where we might see miracles. But it's not that the Ramam is necessarily negating all the nevois, all the prophecies that talk about miracles. Rather, the Ramam is saying anything, any psukim that are directly related to Mashiach has to be about the normal world. And miracles could be a later stage or talking about not directly related to actual becoming of Mashiach. If you give more. So now we go back to the very beginning of the Sicha, where the Rebbe says, now we can see the difference between the Tars Kahani and what it says in the Gemara. The Gemara, when it says, when the Gemara says, we're going to have a time in the future that the, all the fruits of Eretz Yisrael will hold fruit, Shemara al kachsha ainze inyan tibi, that's showing each anu paris holding fruit means not giving fruit, that's normal. It's kind of holding the fruit, which shows trying to say that there will be things that are not natural, miracles. El inyam yucha, but something very special, Eretz Yisrael dafka, and specifically in Eretz Yisrael. There we're talking about the first kufa. Because there we're saying, okay, this is. According to that opinion that the Gemara is talking about miracles, there is going to be Nisim in Eretz Yisrael. In Taras Kahanim, Shekaisif Stam, Afilan Yisrak, Asid, Liyaz, Aitz in Paris. In Taras Kahanim, when it says, no, there will be um, all the world over, there will be a change, there will be miracles. Shekachti Yahateva Shal Ilan is Elu. This will be the nature then of all trees. Chol Ha'elam, Kaibikul Zashni, Bimais Mashiach. It's talking about the second kufa. 
So the first school flag would say there's something miraculous that's only going to be specifically in Eretz Yisrael. But everywhere else, that there will be miracles, that's the second kufa. Because then we're going to have a particular chiddush, something new in creation. And therefore the nature will also be for barren trees to give forth fruit. But that's a later time. See if you done it, please then move on. Now we also understand something else. Now we understand what we thought was a contradiction. When we said before that, in the words of the Rambam, when we said that there's no difference between Alam Mashiach, except for the fact that we won't be under the nation of the world. There, the Rambam is actually talking about the first time period of Yemais Mashiach. And then when we see the Rambam agrees with the fact that all the Naveen, when he prophesied all those miracles that happened, that this is talk about Yemais Mashiach, and the Rambam agrees with that. If the Rambam agrees that the miracles will happen in Yemais Mashiach, but that's the second stage of Yemais Mashiach. So the first stage is directly related to Mashiach coming and fulfilling the mitzvahs, and the second stage will start seeing miracles. This was the part we did orally. We now understand what the Rambam says in Hilchah Shabbos, that if you go out with weapons that you're chayav chathas, you have to bring a carbon because you've done a sin. The fact of very famous pasuk that they're going to beat their swords into plowshares. It will be in the future. Rambam does. He does learn that very literally, beating your your swords into plowshares. But he says, yes, that miracle will happen, not the first stage. This is going to be the second stage. Therefore, because this is going to happen, that we will not have any weapons in that second kufa. Therefore, that time, yes, they're no longer considered adornments or jewelry of any sort. And therefore, if someone goes out with weapons, it's considered uh, something that he shouldn't have done if he goes to, from Rishus Yaqa to Rishus Rabin. And therefore, you have to bring your chakas. So, now we're going to, in this the Rebbe is going to bring another point of contradiction that this would show in terms of these two kufas. And again, here the, the Rebbe is going to, we're not going to do it inside, the Rebbe is going to show that again we see that the Rambam seems to agree and disagree with Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, who says that. Um, that there will be miracles in the times of Mashiach, but at the same time also agrees that um, the place of Baal Tshuva stand, even Sadiq Mithmurim can't stand. The Rebbe again says that this goes according, again, based on this idea that there are two stages. And that's how the Rebbe will reconcile this idea. So even though he says that all the Chachamim, are, all the Levim are talking about Yemais Mashiach, 
At the same time, he also agrees that Bali Chuva stand, Tzadim Kumar can't stand, which seems to be, which is the opinion of the other of the other sage who's telling of of Shmuel, who says that there won't be miracles at the time. So the idea that the will there won't and the Baal Chuvas, that's the whole idea that's being said here. And now we understand that it is really um, two different stages. Now we're going to go to the sign. Rebbe says, okay, so fine. We now understand that there are two stages. Okay, according to everything now, because we have all of these contradictions in the Rambam, within the Rambam, he agrees, he disagrees, he, he says it was, it was not, we now realize it's not really a contradiction because there are actually two stages. It, it, it resolves all the problems. However, we still have a, a question. Why does Rambam feel he has to do that? Okay, where does it come from? Where does Rambam know this from? What's his, what forces him to say we must have these two places? And the second question, how is it going to come about? Okay, so we now know if there are two kufas, how do we get to the second one? So now, you know, it says, we still have to understand something. If we're going to say that the whole idea of Yemaisa Mashiach comes, what Mashiach comes is really connected the fact that the world has to be run like it normally does, so we can fulfill Torah mitzvahs when Hashem wanted us to in a natural world. So why do, do we have to say that there's going to be a second kufa? If Yemais Mashiach is about doing all the mitzvahs, why are we forced to say that there's going to be a second time where the world's going to change? And like this, and even more importantly, what's going to bring, what's going to cause the miracles to start happening? What's going to bring us to that stage of miracles? And for this, the Rebbe is going to say, like many things, when we have a good question, we have to understand something else, and then we'll be able to answer our question. So the Yuvan Zeb, the Hektim Divriha Rambam, we know the Rambam wrote a letter called Igarist Kiyasavesim. He actually wrote it because people misunderstood what he was saying. And saying, what, you're saying that Kiyasavesim isn't going to happen? You're saying there's not going to be any miracles? What about Kiyasavesim? So he had to write a whole Igarist specifically to explain what he what he felt about Kiyasavesim. And he explained, Shemash Pirash Esa Yehudim Dila'asi, the Garzavim Kevis Kiyasavesim is a shame much for The fact that he wrote that all the things in the future are just a metaphor the Rambam worried very clearly because I said that these things are that Garz Even Keves is a mashal vechida. That doesn't mean that it has to be that way. That they have to be a mashal. It's very possible that they could happen. What does the Rambam mean here? So on one hand, he's saying the miracles are an analogy, and then he says, but it doesn't have to be. It would seem so what we what would seem is as follows. What we know is, what does it mean that you it, it might be that doesn't have to be? Didn't we just learn that in court, uh, connected to Mashiach and his coming, nothing can change? Didn't we just say it has to stay the same? How can the Rambam say it, it's not definite? There could be miracles. 
And the answer is, we could say this is the actual explanation. We know the Gemara gives us an explanation regarding an, another contradiction in Torah. What is that? We have two psukim. We have a posit in Daniel that actually says that Mashiach is coming on a cloud, and here he he comes on a right. Uh, in other words, that sounds quite miraculous. He's coming along on a on a cloud, right? He, he's say he's coming here, and then we have another pasuk that says that he's poor and he's running on a donkey. So the grammar says, how do we how do we reconcile this contradiction? Does Mashiach come along on a cloud, which is miraculous, or is he coming on a donkey? And how does the Gemara resolve it? What we famously know, if B'nai Israel are meritorious, then Mashiach comes in a miraculous way. Who come on clouds? Why Zahu? If we are not meritorious, then he will be a poor man riding on a donkey. And according to this, the Gemara goes on and reconciles a number of other psukim as well that we're talking about the difference between whether we are we are meritorious if we have schusim, it'll all be miraculous, and if we don't have schusim, then it will come in a natural way. Based on this, we can understand all the other things that we're talking about and the Rambam himself. If we are meritorious, then you know what? Everything will happen miraculously. If we are merited. And as a, by the way, we see here the Reverend Brackets, this is also one of the ways to reconcile the argument about who's going to build the base of Mikdash. The Kama Makaima is at many places it says the third base of Mikdash is going to be completely built and perfect and it will be revealed and it will come from heaven. In other words, Hashem will build it. And we have in other places and Rambam actually according to Allah that Mashiach is going to build it. So how? So what's it going to be? Is it going to come from heaven miraculously, or is Mashiach going to build it? Now, but that is also reconciled with the same point. If we are meritorious, then yeah, the base of will come down from heaven. But if we are not meritorious, then it's going to be built by Mashiach. Therefore, when the Ram gets the Psach, Mishnah Tyra ultimately, Sefer Yad, is Sefer Halachas Halachas. Mishnah Tyra is actually a book of Halacha. And, and it's in his Sefer Hayat that he says very clearly there will be no change. Remember, we saw in he said, not necessarily. It could be there are miracles. But in Sefer Hayyan, he writes very clearly there will be no change. Why? Because the whole concept of Mashiach and Mashiach coming and the idea that we're going to have Geula, that's Halacha. That is a very clear, definitive Halacha, like all Halachas are. 
Therefore, if we have halacha, halacha has to be clear, clear cut. Halacha can change depending on the person. And therefore, when the Rambam in Sefer Ayan is going to write halacha, it's got to be something that is definite that will happen no matter what. Whereas when we talk about the Gula and Mashiach coming on clouds, when, and that depends whether we are meritorious. That's not definitive. There's not surety about that. Because we know everything is in Hashem's hand, except for your Shemaim, except for our choices. Therefore, if it's going to be halacha, it can't be dependent on us. Halacha has to be like the minimum of what will happen. In other words, based on def definitely the bare minimum of what must happen. Therefore, in, in the Mishnah Taira, the Raman has to tell us how Mashiach is going to come according to Allah, how it must be, regardless of the situation, regardless of the level of the Jewish people. The fact that the Rambam describes Mashiach, the time, that there will be nothing miraculous about the time. It's not that the Rambam is saying Mashiach is going to come and he's only describing it if we're not meritorious, if we don't have enough merits. Ella, but rather, the When Chazal say that if we have merits, there will be tremendous miracles. Yes, all those miracles, Ramam is not negating that, but the Ramam is saying that is in addition to the etim, the concept in Halakha about Mashiach coming. In other words, again, this is the main point. If we're talking about the the framework of Mashiach himself, what is Mashiach and his coming? In order for Mashiach to come, the Indian of Mashiach to allow us to fulfill all Torah mitzvahs, then the world has to run like it runs. Because the coming of Mashiach according to Allahu, Ayada Tia Shlemus came amidst for Allah Shopara. Shizak Kasher Ibnaginahed. To be able to do Tara mitzvahs, we have to have the world as we know it now. However, yet in United. However, once we hit that situation where we have tremendous merits, then we'll have something additional. Shakanish Barakul Yir Nisim, Hashem will show us miracles. In order to show us additional endearment, the model of Jewish people are how special we are to him, he will show us miracles once we have those merits. And now we can also understand. So, too, we can understand how we can reconcile this idea about how the base of Middash will be. It's not saying. The fact that it's going to come from heaven 
contradicts the fact that Mashiach is going to build it. Ella. Shemitzad gedra halacha. Just again, based on halacha, cannot change depending on people. Building the base of Mikdash, according to the Torah, is a mitzvah upon people. Like it says, you should build a Mikdash for me. That means people, we have to build the base of Mikdash. Therefore, the Rambam says the Mashiach, who will bring back all the mitzvahs like they were. Umani Melak, we're going to appoint a king. And after that, he'll build a base of Mikdash. Like it should be. He will express, he will bring about this building of the base of Mikdash because that's Halakha. He's going to do exactly what Halakha says. We're going to appoint a king. He's going to build a base of Mikdash. And and if we have if we have the merits, then there will be something additional. That within that base of Mikdash that Mashiach builds, Within that, we will have the miraculous base of Mikdash. will come and be revealed in heaven. So there will be the Mikdash that Mashiach builds, that's Halacha. And then we'll have the miraculous base of Mikdash on top of that. Now, according to this, now we understand why the Ramam says the why it's necessary for him to talk about the second Kufa of Yemais Mashiach. Because once Mashiach comes, no matter how he comes, whether he comes miraculously because we have merits, or whether he comes according to Allah, no matter what, he's going to come, even if he comes without miracles. How are you going to get to that second stage? No matter what, there are going to be miracles. Why? Because according to the Ram, according to Allah, even if the first stage, the Ram comes, the Mashiach comes without miracles. But because at that time, nothing's going to stop us. Then we're not going to have anybody who's going to persecute us and stop us from keeping Torah mitzvahs and learning. As we said before, we'll, we'll be free to learn Torah and to the extent that the entire world, all the nations will also be doing nothing but knowing Hashem. As the Rambam writes, will be great chachamim and the knowledge of Hashem will cover the earth like the water covers the seabed. In other words, in that first stage, let's say Mashiach comes, and it's not miraculous, but in that first stage, okay, the world will run as it runs, but we won't, she will mock us We won't have anyone stopping us. We're going to have all this free time to sit and learn. And therefore, because we're going to sit and learn, we're then going to come to that situation. We will be meritorious. Then it will, it will have to bring to the second stage. Why? Because we're sitting and learning, we'll certainly be, we'll then have um, we'll then be able to we'll have all of these merits because we're sitting and learning the whole day, and that will definitely lead us then to the second stage where there will be miracles. incorporating this main point, and so too which is certainly is a miracle. 
And the Rambam is saying, yes, that miracle will come once we have Shiva Maltias, once we are able to sit and learn freely, and we're going to actually be busy with learning Torah completely, then we will be meritorious and we will come to the second stage of miracles, including Chiyas Tamesi. L'chein, therefore, once again, the Sefer Hayyad, Shabbai Masprya Rambam, Eskidusha Mashiach, Obiyasi Afi Halacha, in Sefer Hayyad, which Mishnah Torah, which is actually Halacha, Therefore, there when the Rambam explaining what is Mashiach and how does he come, there, yes, he has to explain the whole situation as it will be without miracles, because that's what Mashiach is all about. But when the Rambam talks about he's adding something else that he doesn't write. In the safe in safer yard. She ain't very no zechleti. That's not necessarily it has to be that way. She came in Matushal Zachal, right? Oibi, you're saying, but goes here, but pile, take up the chillas hagula and hagar hamil chavis no mile. Because the Rambam is saying, it's not, it doesn't have to be that way. Yet, halacha, say, halacha can't change. So, therefore, in his safer halacha, he has to say that it's going to be normal. But the reality is that if we have the merits, even while we're still here in Golas, then Bifayo immediately will have miracles, even in that first stage. We know this, 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 we say that the world will change just like it was when we left Mitzrayim. Certainly there were great miracles. So in other words, how is Mashiach to come? Are we going to have miracles or not? Do we have to have two stages in the times of Mashiach or not? That's up to us. According to Allah, bare minimum is Mashiach comes and the world runs as normal, but we are free. We don't have Shiva Malthus, we're free to learn Tyra. Then we have the merits and then we get the miracles, or we could get the miracles right from the beginning. So that concludes this particular Sikha. What I want to do now, in the few minutes that we have left, I want to go back to the Ravim himself because the Rebbe shows us something very beautiful. That although this is Sefer Hayyad, that this is Mishnah Torah, and this is Halacha, and the Rambam therefore has to tell us in Mishnah Torah the way it's bare minimum, the Rebbe shows us in other Sikhas, specifically in Alphana Bay, that in this last Halacha, the Rambam is actually hinting to the miracles. So I'd like to do that with you now. So let's go back to the actual Rambam, actually Perikyu Bay's. I want to show this to you inside. Let me just at the uh, right place here. Okay. So let's have a look at the actual Rambam and see how this is all hinted to here. Okay. So when we saw the beginning of Perikid, we saw this beginning, the beginning part, Halakha Aleph, Bez, Gimel, it's all talking about this idea about that it's going to be other What's going to happen at that time? The world's going to run as normal and all the things involved with that. That it's all about, you know, the idea that we're going to have this um, um, we're going to have, I'm going to there was a question about taking questions. I'm going to explain this and then I'll take any questions. Okay. So if we have a look at this, right? We have this whole description of the times of Mashiach. And we look at Dalit. Here. And the Rambam seems to say, right, includes this whole idea that because of all of these things and the fact that there won't necessarily be any miracles, the Rambam concludes the halacha and says, 
that what will, what will therefore happen. But wasn't so we can rule over the world or anything, and not, not so we can be over the over the, like we we ruling over other nations, not be able to do anything. But what right? So that seems to be finally that's the whole point is that we will be able to be free and so that we'll be able to do all the mitzvahs and when we do all the mitzvahs we'll then be which remember we said is the ultimate scar neshama according to the rambam neshama without bodies okay that seems to be the end but then halacha hey seems to be completely out of place because look at what he's saying the rambam is now going back so we would see that this halacha should have been earlier the Ram is going back now to describe the time. But the description of the time was beforehand. Yeah, the Ram is describing what will be at that time. So why, after finishing this off and saying, so therefore, they only wanted it so that we don't have the game over us and we're going to be free in order to do everything. Why does the Ram now go back describing the time? And the Rebbe points out something very beautiful. If you look really carefully at this halacha, you will see that in this halacha, the Ramam is saying things, is hinting to the second stage. And the Rebbe shows us exactly how, where we see that. So first of all, normally if you say you might think is referring to what we just talked about. Like we said, the first stage where there's no change in miracles. However, look what it says. That there will not be any of any Mohammed, etc. It doesn't say specifically for B'nai Israel. It says, it seems to say for everyone. There won't be any, any hunger and there won't be any war for anybody. But Kinevatachras, that means this is a tremendous Yeshua. This is more than just what's going to happen for B'nai Israel, that we're going to be free. Because the idea of we're going to be free, what does it have to do with not having any hunger or any war in the entire world or any competition? This is showing us something more. It's not going to be just that we're going to be free, that we're going to be, I have to deal with the world, but we'll do that in a minimal amount of time because the majority of the time we're going to sit and learn Tyra. No, the Rebbe said this is something more. This is going beyond nature already. And everything is going to be found like, like the dust. I mean, that all the the material gospelistic of things that we want is going to be like dust. In other words, not even needed. That's that's not the natural order of things. This is going beyond the natural order of things. That's not what we need to be able to sit and learn. So we find that the description of what to be free to learn, the Rebbe explains in other places, means that now what we know is that if you want to learn Torah, you can learn an hour in the morning, an hour at night. And for the men, there can be Yaitza Talmud Torah in that way just by learning an hour a day, and, and most of the time they, they go to work. And the Rebbe explains that when we say that means we'll still have to go to work, but it'll be the other way around kind of because we'll have to work only a little bit. And in that time, we'll have enough of what we need and then we'll be able to sit and learn the rest of the time. But for that, we don't have to have my Donnie Mitzimika Alfa, the Rebbe explains. And not only that, when it says, the business of the entire world, Riladas is Hashem Bilvad, not to do anything else. Again, that can't be Olam Kiminahaganahe. That can't be about the way the world normally is, because the way the world normally is is you have people who sit and learn, you have people who sit and do work, you have the Goyim who do whatever they do. 
the fact that we have to be able to be free to learn Torah and mitzvahs, what does that mean when the Rambam says then that it's a call that the entire world will be Ladas Hashem Bilvad, alone. That means nothing else. Nothing else. This is certainly not uncommon. And therefore, also, that's completely against nature, right? And also, when it then says, that B'nai Yisrael will then be this great dumb and will know hidden things, the Yashik Das, the Rebbe says, what does that mean? That we'll know what, what's going to be the difference between the Goyim and B'nai Yisrael. The Goyim, they'll know Hashem. As much as a person can know Hashem, but B'nai Yisrael, who at that time, in the second stage, when Hashem is going to be so obvious, we're going to realize that B'nai Yisrael and Hashem, we're not bottled to Hashem because we are we are creations and we realize Hashem's in charge. But that's what the God will understand. But Yidin, we will recognize that we are one with Hashem. We will understand Hashem. Adam, why Adam? Adam comes from the word Adam Elia, and the Rebbe explains that we are like Hashem. We are part of Hashem. And because we are part of Hashem, we will recognize in the second stage, it's been so miraculous, we will understand that we and Hashem are completely one. That's how we will know Hashem, because we are Adam Elyon. We are like Hashem himself. Not only that, the Rebbe continues, where we see again miracles, Shenem, Rakimala, Aratias Hashem, Maim Liyam Chasim. When you say Maim Liyam Chasim, you say you're going to know Hashem completely, knowing Hashem the way we understand. That's like, you know, you have a vessel and you fill up the vessel as much as you understand. But when the Rebbe ends, when the Rambam, the Rebbe explains, and when the Rambam ends the entire Mishnah Torah and says, the world we fill with like water covers the seabed. That means it's entirely covered. In other words, it's completely, it subsumes everything. Everything is, we recognize, the entire world recognize that it is all Hashem and that is it. Surely this is complete miracle where we recognize there's nothing else there's nothing separate from Hashem just like water covers the ocean bed everyone will recognize Hashem is the only one there is so we see the rabbit the rabbit takes the Rambam and, and explains how yes this is Hasei for Halacha therefore the Rambam clearly has to tell us what it is according to Halacha not miracles but even so in this last Halacha where superficially we can just read and say, okay, the, Ram, the Rambam is talking about this time. Yeah, that will be The Rebbe says, no, look carefully. Look carefully at this final halakha. You will see the Rambam is hinting to this second kufa, that when we have that first kufa, again, if we have the merits now, and merits Hashem by our learning about Mashiach and doing what the Rebbe told us to do, the Rebbe kept saying, this is their This is the easiest and straightforward path to bring Mashiach in this miraculous way, is by learning, by taking this opportunity to live what we're going to have with Mashiach. In other words, this idea of being pruim and not being distracted and trying to learn as much as we can, then Mashiach Mashiach can come in a miraculous way. The Ram doesn't negate that. But it's a safer halacha, so we have to write what would happen if we don't, then halachically, that halacha that doesn't change, Mashiach will come, and then because we will then be free to do everything, we'll be zayacha to the second tkufa, that will be completely miraculous. We will recognize not that we are who we are, and Hashem is Hashem, and we are bottled to Hashem, but that we are completely one with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That that's all there is about this whole thing. We have this, this is Mashiach in us. We can come to this level and recognize that everything is a Kaddish Barakal. May we see the miracles taka of the coming of Mashiach immediately. But really, it's all up to us.
Amen. Amen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was incredibly clear. We actually had one person from the audience who had a question. Rifka's iPhone. I don't know your last name, but if you want to ask before we hang up. <laughs> If you want to unmute yourself. Hi, so much. Yashikayach Gadol to the organizers and to Sarah. It was a beautiful share. So one question I've been having when we've been learning this is what about the miracle of sick people becoming well? So it's not but in other words, would that be officially part of this, this first Kufa? Because maybe you could say that if people are not well, they don't, they can't be, they can't have shlemus and terra mitzvahs. But on the other hand, it's purely miraculous. I mean, whenever we paint this picture of like everyone getting out of the hospital, no more wheelchairs, no, you know, no more sickness. Where, where would that fit in if you're looking through a strict halacha lens? Okay, so I would say there's really two ways to look at that. Again, from a halachic point of view, there are no miracles in the first stage. Okay, everything is, is now that doesn't mean that, you know, when we talk about sickness, we know that in medicine, they're constantly finding new cures and new medicines and new things to heal people. Right. So, Alpiteva, right. means again, the first stage, only things that Alpiteva. Does that mean that sick people will be well? It could be. Because I'll be telling you, that could happen. Things that people died from years ago, people are not dying from anymore. Because I'll be telling you, we have medicine that cures a lot of things and they're constantly finding new remedies and new things for people. So a lot of those things that, like the children's books and everything that talk about Mashiach and they'll talk about all the miracles, that's what the point is. That's what we're trying to say here. We're not saying it won't happen. It definitely could definitely could happen in the second stage for sure, hundred percent can happen then. Even according to Allah, that's what the Rebbe is saying. Mm -hmm. If you look carefully at this last Allah, even according to Allah, because the first stage when we don't have miracles, we'll be free to learn to our mitzvahs. Automatically, we will be meritorious to come to the second stage when all those miracles will happen. Mm -hmm. The problem is when we think that immediately that if we don't have those miracles, we don't have Mashiach. I think mm -hmm. that's a really important thing because if we constantly are only focusing on the miracles and saying, oh, miracle, look around the world, see all the miracles, Mashiach is here, then we're losing something because then we become despondent. Also, right. So the, then people say, what do you mean? The Rebbe said Mashiach is here? How can Mashiach be here? We don't have all these miracles. Where, where, where's the, you know, Madan Mitzum Ka'afar? Where's the Tchiyas Amesim? Can't be Mashiach. But if we understand according to Halacha, that for Mashiach to come, it's not about miracles. We can't, like, in other words, don't get hung up on the miracles. The point is, the main ikar, inyan of Mashiach is, we will be able to complete and fulfill Torah and Mitzvahs completely. That so is I, the halacha. I guess that's where my, yeah, I'm sorry. Right? I, we're going to have Mashiach, we're going to have a base of Migas, we're going to be able to do all the Mitzvahs. And because we're going to be able to do all the Mitzvahs, that's going to bring about the miracles. Right. So, so in sync with that, though, could it, would it be possible to consider that part of being able to be Mekayim Torah Mitzvah, if somebody is not well, then they're not able to. 
maybe it could be considered part. And also the process, the fact that Alpiteva, there's a lot of advancement, but still on the other hand, Leileno, unfortunately, why are there millions of people that are not well? And how long do we have to wait? There's you have to wait even care if I am, but that I can't answer for you. I can't answer that. All I can tell you is what we understand from the Rebbe Sichas and from the and from the Rabbim himself. So of course, eventually, all everything everyone's going to be well. Exactly. And we, not only everyone will be well, we'll have transformation. <clears throat> even the people we lost are going to be back. Right, right. But I'm talking but, about even before the second stage. Is it possible? And also, I'm wondering, like these sikhas are from further back. Have there been like more sikhas, let's say, in the later years, where perhaps the Reb, when the Rebbe became, like, especially in Alfin Beis, when the Rebbe was so, you know, so much kachim Mashiach and how kolokala kitzin, and we've already earned, we already deserve. Did the Rebbe ever say that, in light of all that, we are going to be zayich immediately to to nisim? Well, the Rebbe keeps telling right. us, look around the world, we have Nisim already. Right, but let's say Iran and right? And the Rebbe tried to say that a lot of things that happen in the world are miracles. But at the same time, that's not the Iker. In other words, you know, sometimes I think to myself, when the Rebbe told us that Chavches Nisan, the Rebbe said, if only people would want the Emes, right? And I also thought about that. What do we want the Emes? Like, of course, we want, don't we want the Emes? But this point, when we look at the Rebbe Stichas and we look how the Rebbe explained the whole idea of Mashiach and the way the Rebbe explained the Rambam, saying the 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 the, the Emes, to want Mashiach the Emes is to what Mashiach is going to do for us. What the Emes <clears throat> is that really about? <clears throat> that we are going to be united under a king, a Melchi based David. We're going to have that wonderful again, a king, a base of Mikdash, we're going to be able to do all the mitzvahs. We're going to see Hashem so clear. That is the really wanting Mashiach. All those other side benefits, I want Mashiach because I want a comfortable life. I want Mashiach because I want my diamonds and jewelry. Like, oh, we have so many diamonds and jewelry. Oh, we're not, no one's going to be sick anymore. Those are all gosh mystic things, right? So, of course, we want all that. We want peace. Yeah, but is that the whole point of Mashiach? have peace unfortunately in the world over <laughs> that becomes the focus right. like if you think right. about it when we talk about covid why in the whole world oh this covid the lot no we in melbourne we're in lockdown again i'm so, sorry to hear so, the whole point here is that, that so everyone's in lockdown that's why we want mashiach that's not mashiach ms because right. it's not about being right. locked down it's this right. strong desire that we should have that mm -hmm. our nephews and kids want to be complete with our Kodesh Baruch Hu. That means be able to do the mm -hmm. rutz and to have that same tainu that Hashem has mm -hmm. in doing Torah mitzvahs that we should feel that tiny, that pleasure to understand the real rutz of doing Torah mitzvahs. That is what's supposed to be motivating us. So mm -hmm. that's what we're really wanting Mashiach. Now you can't know that or want that unless you learn. And when we learn a lot of that, this is really, and when the Rebbe says, no, learn Mashiach, you know, if only 10 people would really want Mashiach, you know, people, that, what does that mean? There are thousands that we really want Mashiach, but the want Mashiach but MS means to understand right Mashiach, to really want it. And when we really want it, everything, all these other questions, that's what the Rambam says. When Mashiach comes, he'll show us what's a muscle, what's not a muscle, exactly what's going to happen. But the Rambam told us mm -hmm. that shouldn't be what we should, 
You shouldn't be coughing. Mm. That's not what should be. Not the icker, right? That's not, not the, the icker. That's what, just like the icker, figure out when is it going to happen. Oh, look at these miracles. Look at those miracles. Oh, it's going to happen. That's not the icker. The icker is this tremendous desire to have that tiny, that pleasure that Hashem has in our mitzvahs and knowing that that is ultimately what it's all about. That's mm -hmm. really wonderful, Mashiach. And Thank everything you. else, it'll happen, you know? It's a secondary, it's not the primary, it's not the primary exactly. reason, and it's not the primary, it's not tachlis hashlamis. Thank you. Um, also, I don't know, I missed um, the beginning or the, the part one, but I don't know if it came up at all. What, what is, are there different opinions as to how long the first kufa will be for? Like, I've heard it, like, let's say 40 years. Is, are there different opinions? And also, not specifically. It doesn't say specifically. The Rambam doesn't talk about it yet. And the Rambam, it's a, again, this is something that does. It should doesn't matter. It's not something we should worry about or try to figure out. It actually makes no difference because according to the Rambam, as soon as we're able to free and learn, so even if according to Allah, there has to be two stages. Remember, according to the Rambam, according to what the Rebbe explains, the Rambam, it's not even necessary that there has to be two stages. May not be right. It may not be right. But the point is that even if there has to be two stages, right, it, it could be immediately. As long, you know, once we do work for free, we'll be meritorious. So right. again, immediately the Rebbe right. said we have to focus on what we have to focus on and not worry about the things that we don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. The main right. thing is, and especially in an ultimate Rebbe said, the main thing is to really understand what Mashiach is about. And therefore, to start living like that. Now, to start living with Mashiach, and the was very clear in Alpha Bay's what he meant by that. Start living with Mashiach is to start living with what Mashiach is really about. Mashiach is really about we can do terms just completely. We have time from them because we are like Hashem. We recognize that we are one with the Kaddish Bar. We have joy in fulfilling Torah mitzvahs. We have complete Avistra for another Jew because we are all one. We see Hashem behind everything. That's living with Mashiach. And when we can do that now, then there is a for sure Zachar. Zachar, and we'll be able to But we shouldn't have to worry about that. What we need to focus on is. The thing what our Avaida is now. What, what we know. What our Avaida right. is. Everything else is intellectual gymnastics. And the, and the Ramadan himself said, that's not the Tachlis. That's not what our, we shouldn't be busy with that. That's not, Ramadan right. says quite harsh words about trying to figure out the cake because we want to, the Ramadan says, let's forget about that. And the Ramadan says the same thing. Just live with Mashiach. Live as if Mashiach is already here. Find right. seven everything. Do everything to, for the Geula. Have tremendous obviously Yisrael because you, you recognize every single Jew as part of that Kaimah Shlema, as part of Atmos Hashem. You know, take responsibility to do it because you have a spark of Mashiach within you. You can do this. You can bring this world to this Shlema. That's what we have to focus on. I, I appreciate all that. <clears throat> Yet at the same time, I'm just recalling how when the Rebbe screamed and cried at Masai at Fabrengan's, um, you mentioned you just mentioned now, obviously, Israel. Like, we're not supposed to want to escape our own personal suffering, that's not the motivation for Mashiach, even though maybe you could say, but also, isn't it part of obviously Israel that if we know so many people are, and unfortunately, we've been through so 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 much. Wouldn't the Rebbe, in other words, like, wouldn't the Rebbe also be kind of screaming and crying at Masai, even if it was? For that alone, that you should not be suffering. For sure, for sure. But that's not the 
But the point it's is, not the we want to go to the end. Of course, of course, that's the obvious straw that we should be paying any 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 tragedy. Of course, of course, we're paying, and but we want Mashiach because we want we want to see Hashem behind everything. Why do we see so much pain and suffering? We don't know. That's Hashem. But what causes us the pain and suffering is because we don't see Hashem in it. We don't mm -hmm. see why these things are happening. Therefore, we suffer. We have pain. Like the pain and suffering are two separate things. But the point mm -hmm. is that it's because we don't see Hashem clearly. So of course, we want the end of this Gaulus because Gaulus is this this time of hiddenness. And we want the end of that. We don't want hiddenness anymore. We want to show you clearly. And then all of these questions get answered. And then Taka, we have all the, the, the secondary benefits of it. But the primary benefit is that we'll see. We'll see the purpose of everything. And we'll be able to be so close to Hashem's Baruch And we won't have any worries. We'll be able to do the mitzvahs and do what Hashem wants and see Hashem's story. Ultimately, that will be wonderful. And everything else will resolve itself because of that. Right. Thank you so much. A quick, a quick question. Sorry, you know, um, you said about the two tukufites. Would it not be the case that if we were Zalicha, both tukufites come together at the same time? That's what we said at the beginning. The Rebbe already right. said. And that's what the Ram, that's what the Rebbe said. If you look at the Rambam in the final halacha, that's why the Rambam is hinting to it there. And that's why the Gerus is amazing. The Rambam says, not necessarily, right? Do these have right. to be this way? Yes, of course, right. we could be Zaycha. And if you think about it, maybe like when the Rebbe was telling us the whole time, you know, about Mashiach, Derech the Rebbe wants us to be meritorious now. And the Rebbe told us what to do. Mm -hmm. And the Rebbe said, this I can be meritorious, learn and go Mashiach, understand what you need to know, live with Mashiach, see Mashiach, live with me, take responsibility. And then we can be Zaycha right now. We can have all the tremendous miracles and we don't have to go through all the Kaminaganayi in the second stage. But what we have to recognize then also in another sense is that you could say that the first kufa is happening now. Because the Rebbe told us Mashiach is here, and Mashiach revealed himself. Mashiach um, told us exactly what he told us. He already gave us Nevoah. We just have to coronate him and accept him as king, the Rebbe said. That's, that, that's what the Rebbe told us in our day. So you could argue that we've already been. We're right now in kufa of the first kufa. Oh, now we need the second kufa already. Right? Oh. You could say the same. The great. Oh. Wow, that's very exciting to hear from somebody who knows the sikhs and not just talking off the top of your... In other words, to say that we are actually in this first kufa of Yemaisa Mashiach. And it's not just... I've said it very clearly. Right. It's not just, it's not just wishful thinking. It's, um, it's a reality. But we want to see him clearly. So we but we need to see him physically. And also we need the world... We may we may have seen him clearly, but we need the world to to see That's right. clearly that. And the point is, is that this first kufa also we have to remember that even with the, even we said we're in that first kufa, Mashiach, the Rebbe told us Mashiach is already here. We have to open our eyes. We have to live with Mashiach. The fact is, though, we don't have a beis yet, and we don't have makabe mm -hmm. the So right. that element is still not here. So we can't say that we finished that first. Kufa. We're still in this right. kufa. Of, we're still in the process. Right. In this process. Because we don't have the base of Mikdash, and we don't, we're not all in Eretz Yisrael, and we still have Muhammad, so we're, we're still not, we're not, we haven't completed. We might be in that first stage, we haven't completed that first stage. But Umala Haaretz Day as Hashem is the first stage, so we can't really fully say that. No, Umala Haaretz Day as Hashem is not the first stage. The first stage is Mashiach appears. Then we have oh, building the base of Mikdash. Yeah. Okay. Yisrael. I 
That is right. the ultimate first stage. So the Rebbe says, so, so not the even fact that Mashiach appears, Mashiach appears in stages. And the Rebbe brings an example of Shal HaMelech, brings an example of David HaMelech, that even the appearance of Mashiach is in stages. That okay, he's so anointed, we're in that stage. What? We're in the so appearance. Going, what? The re, so we're let, in let the appearance. <laughs> we, had, we had the Rebbe. Here, here, I'll explain. So the Rebbe says, if you look at Shal HaMelech, and you look at David HaMelech, right? They had special Nishamas. Came to a point where Shmuel anointed them with a special Shaman Mishka. Okay? So at that point, they were Mashiach already. They were Mashiach. But they went back to, to, to being shepherds. They weren't, they didn't take on the role yet. Then what happened with Shalom Melech? The Plishim attacked. Right? With David Melech. He was anointed. He spent many years running away from Shaul. It came to a particular point where they then took the responsibility and acted on the fact that they were Mashiach. Right? Shaul gathered the people and went to fight the Plishtim. David Amel the same. And then after that, the people anointed them. And then they were for sure Mashiach, right? So they were already anointed. They took the responsibility of what they needed to do as the anointed one. And then the people coronated them. Okay? So in a sense, they were anointed and they disappeared from, 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 from view. And then Something happened, and then they were coronated, and then we had them as the king. The Rebbe said the same thing happens here. Now remember, the Rebbe talked about it like the Frida Karebna, and then in the Nalkanabe days, the Rebbe said specifically that he is the continuation of the Frida Karebna, and we have a Novi now here. So when the Rebbe said it, we can see the Rebbe, from when he was young, he was talking about Mashiach. When the Rebbe became Rebbe in touch with you, when he took on the Nasius in Yud Aleph and said Basi Lagani, he was taking that responsibility. And throughout the Rebbe's leadership, he took the responsibility. He did the things he needed to do. Just like Shaul Melk went to fight those wars against the Plishtim. And David Melk went to fight the wars. Right? He, he's been doing that. But then ultimately, at the bottom line is, in order to have Mashiach fully, we, there was a third part of that revelation of Mashiach. And that was a coronation. Shaul had to be coronated by the people. Amel B'lai Am. David Melk had to be coronated by the people. And so why, and, and where are we up to with that? Like, I'm sorry. So that's why it's interesting that in Chavkas Nisan, when the Rebbe said these things, that was the Sheikh Chabad at that point in time that put out that first petition to coronate the Rebbe mm -hmm, and say, mm -hmm, okay, we're mm -hmm. coronating you. Come on, let's, let's, let's right. get the base of English happen. Let's get this whole thing happening. Why right. it didn't happen that, I can't answer that. But, Wait, but the so, fact that we look at the Rebbe's us. Yeah, but if you look at the Rebbe stick, but you see how close we are, because the Rebbe said it's got to be all of Bnei Israel. Everyone has to recognize. Right. So what? Malchus based David that means all Bnei Israel, and the Rebbe connects this to the to the idea that Malchus Israel, Malchus Yehuda, they will come together again. That's why it's specifically Malchus based David Liyashna, David and Shlaima Melech, the base of English, and one Malchus. So everybody has to do it. And when Alfin Beis, the Rebbe was talking about that, saying our job is to help the world understand, number one, truly what Mashiach is, and to and rally Mashiach behind is. Mashiach Hadar. Right. Yes. So why, why did that get, uh, why, why did, I know that we, it takes time for the rest of the world, but why then, if this is so clear, even in sources in Tanakh and in Halacha and from our history, from David Melech, why did that get derailed? I mean, it's been <laughs> 30 years, not of like 
even within Anash, let's say that we kind of put it on the back burner. I mean, I'm not asking a Klatskata, like why obviously we've been through a lot in Gimel Tamos and it's taking so long, but if we thoroughly believe that this is the final thing that it's waiting for, that the Hiskalos kind of happened already for, for us, but we need the rest of the world to catch on, why would we just not keep sticking to that, to that Aveda? I can't answer that. If you look at the at the Shluchim of that year, that's what the Rebbe said. The main Shluch today is to go home right. and to do this, to work right. on Mashiach. Why right. we got derailed, I can't answer that question. But what we know now is we're back on track. The train okay. is going <laughs> There we go. <laughs> okay. and, and the Rebbe said, Amen. The point is, the Rebbe always said, Aris um, yeah. In other words, yeah. you can't just go up to a person and say, the Rebbe's Mashiach, you have to believe it. The Rebbe said, you've got to learn, right? You've got to learn about it. When you talk and learn the sources, and you, you read the secrets, but with the sources, you look at the Rambi, you look at the Pesukim, then it, then it becomes obvious. But you can't do it if you don't learn, right? If you don't know, you can't, you can't want something you don't know about. You can't desire something you have no idea what, what it's about. But, and that's why when you look again, the Rebbe kept saying, the most easy, straightforward way to get Mashiach, that you have this final Mashiach, not Cheskas, but Mashiach Vada, I mean, the base of Mikdash down here, is we've got to learn. Because when you learn, you're right. Once you learn and you know the sources, it's obvious. So we don't have to But then we want, the, uh, we want the learning to bring the to the bottom line, which is like you said, but, Kabbalah. But it happens. Kamakos. But that's what the Rebbe said. Don't go out there and scream, the Rebbe's Mashiach. Go out there and learn. The fact that the Rebbe's Mashiach is going to become so obvious. They're, they're going to say it themselves. Right. Right. They'll rally. That's what the Rebbe said. They'll rally around Mashiach. Our job is to bring them to the understanding, which means we have to learn with them. So learn and then teach. Right, right. Of course, learn, teach, spread it. Look at what we have is to the alt.com for the children, for everybody. Once you start learning, and again, Rambam, right? He's not a boxer. It's Mr. Terra. It's all right. Allah. It's, it's the entire, the Rambam said, the entire Tejbal Pet in one safe there. The only place where we find halachas of Mashiach that nobody argues with the halachas of Mashiach because nobody else deals with it. So we learn these halachas. We can't negate that. So once you actually understand the halacha and you understand the context of all this, and then you learn the Rebbe Sichas and you see all the other things, not just what the Rambam is saying in halacha, but the Rambam says in Egeret Chiasamesim and in Egeret Hashmat and all these other places, you realize exactly what's going on. And then when you can then bring the psukim from Torah and from Navi and from all of these other places, it, there's nothing to talk about. Right? It, it becomes clear. And that's why the Rebbe was telling us, call the usher, right? When you just go to someone who hasn't learned and you say, this is what's going to happen, you have to believe this, they think you're crazy, you're nuts. Where, where, where are you coming from, right? But just right. like it's but obvious, obvious to us, why is it obvious to us? Because we heard the sikhahs, we saw them, we heard them or we learned them. So we understand, because we understand, of course, it's obvious. That's what we have to get the whole world to, at the same point. Yeah. That's that's the argument. Okay, right. I think we're I'm, I'm sensing the gap, though, like you're saying, that we were there, many of us were there when we heard the Sikhas and we saw the activism that took place following, you know, but there's a whole generation that was not there that are very um, mildly aware of 
all that, that whole chapter in our history. And it's kind of like become a little bit taboo where like people are afraid to like talk about it. Well, but if anymore, we can- Now that we're bringing it out back and now that the sources are there and now the Baruch Hashem, you can get the sources in Hebrew, you can get it in English and in many other languages and everything is being explained in a way that's like I say, looking for- yeah, by from Moscow, because even if you look at this, like after Chavtas Nisim, the Rebbe went back and discussed it. These four sikhs that we're learning in Varmachos were actually the, all the, there were a number of sikhs that were chosen to be learned. These four were the ones that in Eretz Yisrael, they decided to translate into Hebrew and put into a, a kuntras that was then sent to the Rebbe. And then the Rebbe right. said, oh, I'm giving this out, right? If you look at it, say right. in Eretz Yisrael, because in Eretz Yisrael, the Hebrew speaking world, they have many people who are not Lubavitchers who are learning. So they took the four, you could say, Lamdisha, the one specifically on the words of the Rambam, because this allows people to really understand, right? And and those, and that's what the Rebbe told us to give out, saying, go back to the sources. So, okay, we got derailed for a bit. Masha Hayahaya, but now let's go. We're back on track. We're back on the track. So let's move forward. Let's do what we need to do. And Mirza Shem, we will see. Mashiach and the basin immediately.